Welcome to the Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. We'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at info at strategicinvestorradio.com and go to our website to hear podcasts of all of our interviews and shows, strategicinvestorradio.com. I'm Charlie Wright. Today's June 24th, 2016, and we have the distinct privilege and pleasure of talking for the first time on Strategic Investor Radio with Taylor Garrett of Central Trade and Transfer. He is talking to us from the headquarters just outside of Salt Lake City. Taylor, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. Thanks, Charlie. I really appreciate you having me on. So, Taylor, you have a very unique service that we're very excited to talk about here. You have an eBay-type auction system for non-liquid investments, such as non-traded REITs, uh, private placements, business development companies, etc. So it's a secondary market, in essence, for people to sell and buy products that are illiquid. So tell us, first of all, give us a little background and history of Central Trading and Transfer. Thanks, Charlie. Yeah, Central Trade and Transfer, or the principles of Central Trade and Transfer, have been around since the mid-'80s. So during the limited partnership era, it was happening during that time. There was a pretty big run-up of, of the amount of equity that was being raised and capital being raised during that time. And so one of our partners uh, saw an opportunity where, you know, there were illiquid nature of, of those investments during the 80s and created a secondary market. The big event that happened was the tax code change, uh, which dramatically altered the benefits and the tax benefits for those limited partnerships. And so we were able to trade roughly a billion dollars in limited partnerships from 1987 until about 2005, doing a pretty heavy volume on that. Fast forward to 2005, the a product that was similar in nature to the limited partnerships were these non-traded REITs that were coming out of the ground, starting to get a lot of traction. And so we saw a unique opportunity to take our, our small but still um, – still working limited partnership secondary market and alter that to these non-traded REITs and these other products that were being raised quite heavily during that time. In 2010, after the downturn, 2008 happened, it was a pretty rough time. We started having some very unique conversations with uh, some of these non-traded REIT sponsors, the Inlands, the CNLs, the Wells, and everybody that were out there. And they let us know kind of what was coming down the pike and that there was going to be a pretty big need for liquidity on these uh, illiquid investments and suggested that we uh, get our partners uh, back together and make a more concerted effort to kind of get to this new 2.0 version, this eBay-style auction system that uh, we have today and have been doing it ever since and, and really grown that over that time. So you put together buyers and sellers for uh, people that want to get rid of, who, who want to cash out of their non-liquid investment. So they get into a real estate investment. It's designed to last seven or eight years, but they started, let's say, in 2006, 2007, before the, uh, the Great Recession occurred, and uh, these are illiquid. Uh, that these are not publicly traded securities at all. And so they have to just go out and help try to find a buyer. So you guys 
take those people who want to sell those and you have buyers and you put them up on auction like an eBay and then people bid on them. So, so that's how it works. That's exactly right. So, uh, consider this great recession that we went through. Someone bought something in 2006. They thought, okay, we, uh, I'm investing in something based on my current financial situation that I want to hold for seven to ten years, and uh, then I'll have a liquidity event. And if it goes as I expected, I'll I'll get my cash flow along the way and have some you know some upside after that that seven to ten year hold period. Enter the Great Recession or, or any real estate cycle for that matter or other illiquid investment type of cycle. And, uh, that, that's not what happened. Uh, that same person that was in a good financial situation in 2006 or 7, in 2013 they may have lost their job or their, their children may be going to college now or, uh, someone has a sickness, an illness, cancer or, or something that happens. A divorce is often an occurrence or a state where someone passes away. They no longer need or want to be in that investment. They need the capital out of it. There isn't a liquidity, and there may not be one on the horizon. They come to a group like ours and look for that liquidity, are able to to handle that need. We're able to handle that need for them and provide a service that allows them to get out at a a price where multiple buyers are bidding on something to try to get them the best price possible for those shares. So typically, uh, a seller comes to you and they can kind of, uh, and they say, "Hey, this is what I own," and you guys put your ears to the ground and have some kind of a process or system to figure out the approximate worth of that. Correct? That's uh, a great point. So we we have those uh, a seller. So um, we trade quite a few products quite regularly. Any day we have anywhere from. 10 to 40 different products that are up on our site that people are looking at and, and interested in bidding on. We, Because of the transaction history we have, for most of the sellers that come to us, they will have, you know, say I've got a 1,000 shares of this product, you know, what can I get for that is a pretty common question. And so we'll look through our trading history, or they can get on our website at cttauctions.com and look at our trading history and see where that's been trading at. And we're going to be able to give them through the transparency of our website and so that they can see where things are trading at, a price where it's generally going to be. Now, if there are really larger shares, 100,000 shares, or a smaller amount, just 100 shares, the price might be a little bit different. But typically, most of these products are trading within a very specified range of uh, of pricing, and, and they're going to know what they're going to be able to get on that. And so sellers come to you, you say, you know, that you you should expect to sell that at $6 per share or whatever. They determine if they want to go ahead and do that. They uh, put it up for sale, and then people bid on it for, what, a two-week two, year, a two week period or uh, 30 days or what? Uh, yeah, it's actually typically a three-business-day process. In the end, it's up to the seller uh, how long they want. Typically, we'll see three day, three business days. These don't end over the weekend. They don't de- end at midnight. They end during business hours on business days. And But they can pick if they want to do five or seven or even longer. There are some programs that are that trade under what's called the QMS, which require a longer period of time that they're on auction. But for most of our traditional transactions, it's three business days. Our buyers are regularly getting updates and looking at our website to see what's available so that they're ready to pounce immediately once something happens. And similar to eBay, we, although there are ways for, for buyers to be able to bid and kind of walk away, we still have 
usually a lot more of the bidding that happens, you know, in the last two to three hours of, of that bidding process. You know, th- th- this is fascinating. I mean, uh, you guys uh, are doing something that uh, very few, uh, I don't know anybody else is doing that. And I happen to hear about you guys kind of by accident. You uh, sent me an email here. And uh, and, and yet you have a, a strong uh, track record and history. Who? Uh, how do people hear about your service? Who are the buyers? Are they professional buyers? Are there people just looking for bargains? Who, who are the buyers here? Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, we uh, buyers have gone anywhere from uh, just an individual that found us through the website, or maybe they they called to sell some shares and they didn't like the pricing on the sell side, so they immediately become buyers. Right. Uh, that's the unique thing about our business model is that if people call in, hey, I really want to buy, or hey, I really want to sell, and we give them the general pricing of where it's at, if they <laughs> If they're sickened by that price, then they they should go to the other side and do that, right? Either be a seller or or a buyer if they feel like the price is too low as a seller. So, uh, all of our buyers uh, are vetted through our process. We not anybody can get on and register and be buying immediately. We have to get some information on who they are and their expertise and their financial uh, circumstances. But once we have that information, we've had anywhere from 30-year veterans uh, that have focused a lot on this industry and have been big buyers ever since the 80s to the smaller investor that just found out about us and, and is interested in buying to institutions, uh, funds, and we, we've worked with all of them. And uh, especially on the buy side, the sell side, it's even broader. We've worked with the IRS, the Department of Justice. We've worked with pension funds. We've worked with individual sellers. We've worked with broker-dealers. We've worked with uh, the sponsors themselves. Uh, so there's really a multitude of different groups that find us and, and have a need and, and an interest in working with us in one way or another. So why don't you go over the types of products that are offered for sale here? Yeah, so you hit on it a little bit earlier, but really our, our main products are the re- the REITs, the Real Estate Investment Trust, the BDCs, business development companies, all shapes and sizes of limited partnerships, uh, oil and gas energy partnerships, real estate, we work with private equity funds, uh, venture capital funds, uh, individual real estate assets, individual companies. Um, we DST 1031 programs, tenant in common programs, all of them. We've been had calls on, we've had transactions on them, and are able to work with them. Most of them are domestic products, but we've even traded some international products uh, while we've been doing this. Now, this is fascinating. So so how do you guys get compensated? Yeah, good question. So our client in this process is the seller. And although we're working with both the buyer and the seller, we are we get compensated typically about a 5% commission from the seller's net proceeds. And what we really like about that is that we are focused on the seller, uh, getting the best price possible for their shares. That doesn't mean that they're going to get uh, a premium, and it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to get a discount. But we are able to, through our buying process and through our 1,400-plus people that have registered to buy on our, on our site, we have the opportunity to, to get them a price that gets possibly bid up much higher than what we'll typically see. If you don't mind, I'll share a quick story on, on one of those. Our, Please our do. sellers will come to us, and they will, they'll look at the products that we have. They'll look at the sheets. But sometimes there are products that we just don't trade as much and that we'll see. An example of that is we had um, an investor call us with 50 units of something called uh, Icon. And 
hadn't traded a ton. We traded some of the product before, um, and uh, they've had some distributions. It's a good product, but this person needed to get out for personal reasons. And uh, we went out to some of our buyers, and the best pricing that we could get went out to several of them, I think three or four, and the pricing they gave us was $2.85. I'm sorry, $285 per unit. So we get that information, we put it up on our site, and, and listed that $2.85 or $285. Fast forward three days later, after a frenzy of bidding, the end price of that ended up being just over $340. We netted the client an extra $3,000 above what we would have got if we just had brokered that transaction. And so we like our system. We like that it has the ability to get our sellers the best price. And the funny part about it was the same buyers that gave us that $285 per unit utilizing the eBay style system and having the emotion that comes in uh, as an eBay type product or this product is coming to a close, two of those four people that had given us that pricing around $285 were the ones that bid it up to 340 So they were, they told us one price, they were willing to pay much, much more for that. And so we like being in the corner of the seller. We like trying to get them the best price possible. We like that our, our commission and our, our fee comes out of their side of it. Sure, sure. So a typical transaction will have about how many bids? Can you, did you have that figure? Uh, yeah. So does it make sense to ask that? Yeah, well, I mean, it could be if we price it right, there might only be three or four or five bids on something, right? There might only be one bid on on something. But, you know, for those that are a little bit um, outside of the box and, and are trading at prices that are uncertain and maybe ebb and flow a little bit based on where the market's at, we've had probably at the most, we've probably had 100 bids on something where it went, uh, you know, doubled the price of what we've actually listed on there. But... On, on the more actively traded programs, if we put something at $6 and it trades at $6.05, there's going to be five bids on that. So it could be pretty common there, too. Yeah. The, the, this is fascinating stuff. We need to stop and take a quick break here, Taylor. But this is so interesting because, again, I'm unaware of, of uh, any others doing anything like this. And uh, it's something that's definitely needed in the marketplace. And, again, uh, you guys are not advertising on Times Square here. And uh, I, I don't know how people find out about this. So, again, we're talking with Taylor Garrett of Central Trade and Transfer just out of Salt Lake City, Utah. You're listening to Strategic Investor Radio and OC Talk. Radio.net, and we'll be right back. According to the consulting firm Strategic Capital Allocation Group, every decade since 1900 has experienced at least one bear market, and several have experienced as many as three. So how do we protect our principal from these declines without missing the gains when prices rise? At Strategic Investor Radio, we interview asset managers with unique strategies designed to both protect and grow your investments. Investing is not rocket science. It's rocket fuel if you know how to harness it. For podcasts of our interviews, please visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. All right, back to Charlie and his fascinating guest here. 
Thank you, Paul. Again, we're talking with Taylor Garrett of Central Trade and Transfer out of Salt Lake City, a unique eBay-type auction system for non-liquid investments such as non-traded REITs, limited partnerships of all types, business development companies, etc. So tell us, Taylor, uh, do you guys have any enemies because you're selling on the secondary market and that could take away some of the uh, impetus of people to buy on the origination market? <laughs> yeah, it's always, it's always fun to consider, and typically you do, but the unique thing about our business is really we have a service that helps everybody involved with this process, right? For example, the sponsor who, you know, we're typically selling anywhere between 15 to 40% discount to what they're stating as their net asset value. And a lot's going to depend on that. So you might think, hey, the sponsor has some concern about working with these guys, but actually they are the biggest uh, proponents of what we're doing. If someone, if they don't have a way to be able to get that investor the liquidity that they need, uh, for their search, certain financial predicaments or their desire to get out of investment, then that can be a real challenge for, for a sponsor having to work with them and, and go through the process and may not have a liquidity end in sight. So the sponsors are actually frequently the ones that are sending us uh, sending us a lot of their business. An investor calls in, hey, I need to sell these shares. All right, here's uh, Central Trade and Transfer is a great group for you to be able to go to, to be able to do that. Uh, please give them a call. Here's their information. So probably half of our transactions come directly from the sponsor, and I think that says a lot about the relationship we have with them. The same goes for a financial advisor that we work with very heavily. Uh, that's probably the second largest chunk of where we're getting a lot of the sellers that come to us as a financial advisor, as a client. Again, if you invested, I, I don't know, Charlie, how your life was in 2006. I know where I was at in 2006. Fast forward to 2010, 11, 12, 13. There's a, a different economic landscape for a lot of Americans. And uh, so sometimes those investors need to get out for, for some reason. Financial advisor looks at us as a service provider, someone that is helping with their clients, which is what all financial advisors are looking to do is try to help educate and help uh, their client be able to do what's best for their current situation, which may change from one day or one year to the next. Uh, other groups uh, like uh, tender firms, not to get too complicated, uh, tender firms will often go out and try to buy these at a, at a deep discount. Uh, they even utilize us. They're probably the only one that might look at us as a competitive or an enemy to what we're doing uh, because if they're buying at $4 a share, we're typically able to sell it at $6 a share, you know, which is a better price, and hopefully the investors find us that way. But they are able to, um, after they maybe go out and buy some shares, they'll even sell it through us and, and uh, look to take some of their, their money off the table and be able to utilize that somewhere else. So really, uh, the thing that, that we like, that we enjoy, is we can go to a conference or we can get out there and meet with anybody, and everybody that's there is uh, kind of our friend in a way. We, we really are that uh, release valve for those, those investors, and, and that benefits everybody when the need arises. Yeah, and that's got to feel good. Not not every business is uh, is constructed that way, as as we all know. Uh, so tell us, uh, does the money go into escrow? Uh, is everybody protected financially that way? 
Yeah, so that's required. We worked really heavily with FINRA and the SEC on creating this process. We wanted, we really saw a need for this. We saw the amounts, the billions of dollars that was being raised, you know, in the 2000s, and now even over the last several years, how much money's been raised. So we wanted to make sure we were doing it right. Hey, we are a broker-dealer. We do have uh, Patriot Act. We do have everything that we have to adhere to as far as a regulatory standpoint. And part of that is the SEC requires that fund funds are handled by an FDIC-insured bank. So there is a $50 transaction cost on every one of these transactions that we pay to an escrow bank that holds the funds throughout the process. The seller uh, doesn't want to go through this entire process, have their shares transfer to somebody else, and then find out, oh, the check bounced or the money isn't there. So the money goes to an escrow and the buyer, the same thing. They don't want to send in money and, and uh, have the money go out and the shares for some reason don't transfer. So part of our process, it's a longer process. It's not an overnight process. This isn't the, you know, the New York Stock Exchange. So it typically takes between four and six weeks for the seller to actually go through this process and get their money out. There's ways to expedite that, but not too much. It still takes a kind of a minimum of three or four weeks. But, you know, that money, as it goes into the escrow account, as we get the paperwork from the seller and then from the buyer, those shares are won. We send them off to the transfer agent, which is, I uh, call it the sponsor, to be able to say, all right, we erase this registration or this investor's name. We uh, we write in the new investor's name, and that transfer is complete. They let us know that. We inform the escrow bank that that has happened and that has taken place. They get a confirmation from both us and from the sponsor. Once that's happened, they release the funds and that goes into the investor. Okay, so everybody's got to feel uh, very secure about that. Yeah, uh, yeah we hope. I, uh, we, we work very, very hard to make sure that it's a, a smooth process, but that all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. That's what we're, we're good at. Yeah. Any other thoughts or stories here uh, for our listeners to understand what it is that you guys do and how people can benefit from this here, Taylor? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, everybody has uh, needs, and, and as we've discussed, these financial predicaments that come up. We really enjoy being able to we enjoy having the success of having an investor find us when they need us we get stories uh, quite often when people call in and they are uh, for lack of a better word thankful that they are able to find a group like ours because we unfortunately hear some very sad situations situations where loved ones have been lost uh, or cancers happened or you know these really challenging situations for people and they don't know what to do. And sometimes their their advisor doesn't know what to do. And sometimes their sponsor might not know what to do. We have an online presence. We really try to get out there. We want to shout from the rooftops uh, to let everyone know that we exist because we really are a service that helps those people in need and helps them get a price that we feel is very fair uh, based on where buyers are interested at pay- buying and where sellers need to sell. Everyone gets to decide. The seller gets to decide, here's the lowest price that I would be willing to pay for. By us giving them information, they might say, no, that doesn't work for us, and that's completely fine. We put it at a higher price. If it doesn't sell, they can walk away, and it doesn't cost them anything. The the buyers are willing are able, you know, for their side, able to find opportunities to buy at, at prices that they feel are advantageous for them. They feel like they're going to have upside opportunity. They're able to invest in something that is 
their eyes are wide open. Everything's publicly registered, so uh, for the most part, so they're able to look at the K's and the Q's and the SEC filings that allow them to know exactly what's in the portfolio. There's no blind pool aspect to it, and they're going to make a decision based on that and buy it at a discount. Traditional discounts are going to be, like I said, 15 to 40 percent of what the, the sponsor is saying the current valuation is, and that's that's a unique opportunity. That's a good opportunity for buyers to be able to buy, and it's a good opportunity for sellers to be able to get out and uh, do with the money what, what they need to. So we, we really like that. We hope that everyone understands it. Uh, we enjoy being a friend to everyone. We enjoy being able to be in all circles and be able to have those conversations as we're out and about and uh, hope that we can continue to you know, be a big presence in the space. We do about 75% of all transactions in this space, so I think uh, our transparency and our reputation and our relationships with all these groups involved allow us to do that and allow us to be, you know, a strong advocate for the space. So, Taylor, a question we like to ask all of our guests. What keeps you awake at night? Uh, yeah. You know, what keeps me awake at night is, you know, big adjustments with different sponsors or, or different market environments, right? We don't want our buyers to get to get hurt uh, dramatically. And we've had a couple of circumstances just recently a group, uh, you know, UDF had some some concerns, some things that happened to them that kind of adjusted. Their uh, things were halted on the public exchanges forum, and, and it looked bad. And, and the jury's still out if it if it's going to be something good or bad. But that it really damaged the price, both from a secondary market perspective as well as on the stock exchange where things were trading at. That that keeps me up at night. That's something that you know I'm always concerned if there's a black eye that happens in the space. Little adjustments, uh, whether it's uh, you know, sponsors have a bad report that comes out or a good report that comes out or minor things are actually good for us. It's something where anytime there is news, typically we start having more activity involved with our transactions. So I like that, but I, uh, no one likes to see really big swings on something really bad happening with anybody. And so, uh, that's, we've had a, a few of those circumstances, but nothing much keeps me up, uh, at night on this side of things. And Taylor, second book, second question we'd like to ask is, what book on investing would you recommend for our listeners? Oh, well, uh, for for our market, there is a fascinating book called uh, Serpent on the Rock, which went over the limited partnerships. And you know, good quotes. The Edmund Burke is the classic quote, right? Those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it. I always encourage anyone that's involved with this space, any of my employees that come on, anybody you know around it, to make sure they understand why we exist and how we we benefit the world but you know the classic investing book that i've that i've always thought would be something important for anybody to read is the intelligent investor by ben graham right yeah sure. this is a great industry for that you're looking at something you can come up with your valuation your analytics of what you think something is worth and you're able to buy it at a if you call it a 20% discount to that price, uh, that's a that's a good starting point. And I think Ben Graham would would agree with me that that's a, a good value investment and, and something where there's good upside opportunity baked in day one. So, Taylor, give us uh, your website for those who would like to know more and contact information. Yeah. Uh, our website is CTT Auctions. So, Charlie Tango Tango Auctions, A-U-C-T-I-O-N-S dot com. Our toll-free number is 877-704-6737. My email address is tgarrett, so T is in Taylor, Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T, at cttauctions.com. And our head trader's uh, email address is, is Chad Gardner, C 
cgardner at cttauctions.com. Okay, and final words for our listeners here, Taylor. Oh, I just very appreciative of, of the opportunity. Any option, any opportunity that we have to get the word out on who we are and what we're doing is greatly appreciated. And I thank you, Charlie and Paul, for for allowing me to get on. And I thank the listeners for uh, the opportunity to to let everyone know what we're doing. Well, again, Taylor, you guys are going to be congratulating. You're performing a unique service in the marketplace. And like you say, you have no enemies. And uh, you don't have much in terms of competition. And I don't know any of uh, anyone who's a competitor of yours. So uh, you guys are doing something right. And you're doing good things for the sellers, good things for the buyers. And uh, not everybody can say that. So, again, uh, Taylor, thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks, Charlie. Really appreciate the time. Again, we've been talking with Taylor Garrett of Central Trade and Transfer out of Salt Lake City, Utah. And you've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio and octalkradio.net. I'm Charlie Wright, wishing you an enjoyable week and productive investing. You've been listening to The Strategic Investor, your source for compelling investment strategies from some of the most productive asset managers in the industry. For unique investment strategies, visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Investing is not rocket science. 